0: Ladies and gentlemen, 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 you are now, 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 now listening to now, 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 now. the P Thirteen Podcast. Yes, yes,
1: yes. All right, welcome back to the P Thirteen Podcast. How are you, Mr. Conway? I'm doing well. Welcome back, listeners. This is the P Thirteen Podcast. This is your host Michael alongside here? is the man, the myth, the legend, the deep, soulful, R&B-type voice, such as Marion.
0: Mar- oh, marion?
1: B2K. Uh, k marion oh marion Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. B2K? Was that the band name?
1: That was the band name.
0: Oh, man. We interesting came, times.
1: Very interesting. T- the movie You Got Served was a big hit.
0: There was that. I was also going to say that one movie that was an MTV movie that was spoofing Boy bands. Do you remember the oh, name of it? Oh,
1: I don't. I know what you're talking about, though.
0: It was like Me Plus You or something. <laughs> yes. oh, God. Or maybe that was one of the songs that they did. I think so. Was it Together? The number two? I think together? it was Together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, oh,
1: good times. Boy bands. Good times. Yeah. Ooh. Top three early 2000s cheesy movies.
0: Oh, that's a tough one. That's going to require point. some thought.
1: Okay. Fair enough. I'll put you got served on there for my list for sure. Because yeah, that yeah. really shaped how I dress and went to school dances.
0: Really? <laughs> you mean like you tried to dress more like them? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice. Do you still do that? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> and we tried some of those breakdancing moves back in the day. and it did not work out well.
0: No. Did yeah. you get hurt?
1: Uh no, not necessarily get hurt. Just I couldn't, just like, couldn't do. Them. I couldn't do a windmill. Couldn't do a lot of things in that movie, but it was a windmills fun time. look intense. Windmills are pretty intense. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> how are, how are you today?
0: I'm doing good. Voice is a bit distorted. Came off of being sick. You know, it's that time of year.
1: That time of year, colds yeah. happen.
0: Colds happen. Viruses happen, folks.
1: Viruses happen. Not that you you didn't get COVID.
0: No. 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 So I got a test. You got a test. You're good. Negatory.
1: Negator. Yeah. But colds still go around. <clears throat> they do. It's part of the life, especially
0: when you have kids. Oh, especially. If, uh, I can't. I can't speak sprayers. on that. Yeah, <laughs> they're he's just, just snotting all over the
1: place. Well, he's biting everything, putting things in his mouth that he shouldn't.
0: This is true. <laughs> what did he try to try to eat the other day? Uh, some sort of toy. He might have swallowed some of it. Like some sort of foam toy. Oh, that's
1: right. I think we put it on our holiday tree. The little thing, yeah. Yeah, got some of
0: that. (laughs) It was Uh, rainbow colored. It was very interesting. Yeah, he puts... You know what he really loves? Uh, Sucking on markers.
1: That explains a lot.
0: What is that supposed to mean? Not
1: that way. I was like... Like, did
0: you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a
1: kid?
0: No, Kind of like that?
1: No. I noticed some of the markers in the gym are kind of like some of the oh
0: um is that oh yeah he did try to suck on an expo marker <laughs> he got it for a second and then i i took it away from him <laughs> kids
1: kids so
0: stupid <laughs> you can't suck on an expo marker
1: <laughs> Ooh, scratching another thing from the early days scratch and sniff markers were you a big fan of those loved them
0: loved them oh i think my favorite was orange
1: Ooh, that's a good color yeah i think mine was the blueberry smell one. that all day oh yeah
0: just sit there sniffing markers <laughs>
1: It was the oddest thing.
0: Probably terrible for you. Yeah. It's all good. We're fine now. We're okay now. We're
1: I think, okay. I, think I think we Yeah, up. we're good. We have a podcast.
0: Yeah, I mean I just like have this Twitch I'm on my right side pretty there much all go. the time. <laughs> that's pretty much it. We
1: somehow made an Instagram as well. So if you do want to comment on markers or more so there we is, go. Shoot us a DM. Shoot us a DM. But I digress. Let's get into what we're talking about today.
0: What are we talking about, Mr.
1: Cowan? Well, that's a great question. We are talking about a certain topic in life, eh, you'll face some challenges. could be decision-making such as, well, if we want to take this into the gym, you, maybe you're making decision to pursue a split, a front split or side split. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're making the decision to obtain a new 1RM or that new time on the rower. It might be the time to start a new program. Even sometimes... Taking this outside of the gym into life, making a decision to quit a job, start a business, things like that. You need help. Am I right? You need You're so, absolutely right. You there, need yeah. some some support, someone who has been through most of it or has had experience of it that they can help you guide. More specifically, a coach, which is today's topic. So why is it important to have a coach, Mr. Conway? What are your, some of the things that you look for in a coach and why is it important for why is it important for someone to have a coach as you have had many experiences with this?
0: Yeah, I have. Um, you know, I think it's interesting for you and I and I know for me in my experience because I've been on both sides mm-hmm. of the coaching relationship and I've had coaches in different arenas of life. As well, and sometimes you may have a coach that you don't even really realize is a coach, right? Like mm. you can have people that are just mentors that that's more of an informal relationship, but they're guiding you in some sort of way. And then you can have coaches that it's like a formal relationship where it's you actually seek them out for their coaching abilities and their their expertise on whatever the topic is that you are trying to get better at. I think especially in today's world there's a lot of resources that people can use to get better at something and quite honestly it can be anything we have we have google at our disposal <laughs> youtube the, the google machine we have youtube and those are all great resources for learning however i think that and this has also been interesting to to witness as we've, of course, gone through the great experiment of going digital with the pandemic and seeing a lot of online fitness businesses come about. And some of those do have a coaching element. Some of them do not. Some of them are more like follow along Mm -hmm. and you just like get content and it's up to you to go through the content and then apply it to yourself. Those can be okay. However, in my experience, I've seen just such a large difference in value and output when you actually do establish a relationship with someone that is teaching you something new. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the reality is you just, you just get better results, I think. And regardless of what it is, like it could be, it could be something fitness related. It could be something that's not fitness related. You get Um, a
1: lot of people talking about like, Oh, not to interrupt in here, but like business, like... Yeah, business coaches. Investing.
0: Yeah, investment coaches, right, yeah. The the expertise and capability of a coach or of coaches varies. There's, just like in other lines of work, there's good coaches, there's coaches that are maybe not as good.
1: Or there's specificities in somewhere else that's not absolutely relatable to what you're... Oops, sorry, what you're working on.
0: Sure, sure. I think also too, like... Uh, not everyone is a fit for everything. Agreed. You know what I mean? So there could be people that are trying to get into coaching and maybe they realize that it's just not for them or they don't have certain skills that are required for that. Because what I'll say is this, like, I know that I'm good at coaching and I learned that over the years of doing it and having conversations with people that I've coached. But there's definitely people that I think I've had conversations with and they're like, I could not do what you do. Just like I couldn't do what they do, yeah. right? I would not be a good financial advisor. Don't right. come to me for financial advice. <laughs> me okay? neither. You not may end that up I, with
1: a ton of shoes if you come ask This ask is me, true. Right? You might <laughs> turn
0: into it. You might you might like black out and wake up a sneakerhead if you <laughs> no, try to get financial yeah. advice from Cala. But that doesn't mean that I can't like manage my own personal finances. Yeah. But I don't have the... Level of expertise to take that to the next step, right? I don't know a lot about investing and, and some more complex mm-hmm. things like that. I don't know. <laughs> We've talked about crypto a few times. <laughs> yeah. I still don't understand don't it. it <laughs> like Monopoly NFTs or like what do we? Yeah, he... <laughs> like photos. I'm not sure. So yeah, like so you wouldn't come to me for that. Just like you wouldn't go to somebody that has no experience coaching to get better. And and especially if we're talking fitness, you wouldn't go to somebody that has no experience coaching and be like, yeah, can you help me get better at a squat or whatever it is?
1: You, It's a, it's an interesting point that you bring up there because we talked and you talked about it just a little bit earlier ago with someone just following a program or following maybe just an Instagram post or a series of Instagram posts from someone who's just showing their progress in a workout versus having like a structured program. And we talked about structured programs and how those, uh, are probably like, have potential to be more beneficial. I shouldn't say it, it's going to be the most, but you have, there's more potential for, for it being beneficial for your progress in whatever you're trying to search for. Yeah. Like, like um, sometimes, like, if you're just seeing something on, on social media, it's just, hey, this person has been working on this specific movement for like five months and they've just been tracking it using social media to help them out with, like, A, maybe staying on it. It's not necessarily yeah. like, oh, hey, you need to do what I'm doing.
0: Right. And the other thing with that is you don't, oftentimes when you see those things, you don't know all the stuff that they're doing to get there. Exactly. Right. If they're sharing their journey on how they got there, maybe some of it, but there's still little nuances that you just have no idea that they've been doing. And then there's, there's other factors as well. That's just the individual capability of a person. They might just context. be more capable than yeah. you are. I'm not predisposed to being able to do backflips very well, <laughs> you know, whereas some people might be better suited for that, right? Yeah. So, like, that's one component of it as well. But probably the biggest thing kind of segueing off of that idea of, you know, on the, on the digital side, we have, um, like, kind of templated programs, mm-hmm. and then we have setups where, like, you actually do kind of work with a coach. I think the biggest thing, one of the biggest roles that a coach plays in that context and in in-person context as well is accounting for the element of individuality. Ah. And we've talked about that quite a bit on this show. Yes. And, you know, I would say, you know, at, well, we'll kind of sum this all up at the end of like maybe the top three to five things that a coach does for you. Um, but Yeah. That's, that's one of the first ones or one of the biggest ones, right? Cause if I'm given a program and some of the coaches I've worked with in the past have talked about this, like Jeff and Lucas talk about this quite a bit. Anybody can build you a program, Yeah, but what makes the difference in how you will, or what kind of results you will see on that program following that program is the coaching that you get as you go through it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Mm -hmm. It's very likely that you're going to go through some things and one, not be sure if you're doing them right. Cause it's very hard for anybody to have the self awareness to know exactly how they're moving. And
1: you see that all the time.
0: Yeah. At the gym. Right. We see that as coaches. Like we're like, hey, can you do this? And they're like, they'll they'll do what they think it is and be like, Am I doing it? And we're like, not really. And then we have to make more adjustments from there. So it's very hard to have the self-awareness. Things that can help with that, like video, you can film yourself, that can help. But even then, like, you might see what you need to improve, but not know how to improve it. Mm -hmm. And that's where, again, sharing that video with your coach, they can, they, because they've been there, they can know potentially the right cue to give you. And then along with that, like again, the individuality piece, that cue that they give you might not work, but that's where the relationship and a back and forth relationship is so helpful because they might give cue number one and you're like, you try it and you're like, I still don't get it. Or I still don't feel what I should be feeling. And then like, okay, well, let's try this one. Cause there's that, there's that feedback loop essentially that's created instead of just a consumption kind of situation where you're just consuming the content and then like trying it and you know I mean
1: kind of pretend like it's okay pretend (laughs) like
0: and you're like I think I got it but you're like I don't really know because nobody yeah yeah so that individuality piece is where a coach is is extremely important um then the other thing and this is best in real time in person Mm -hmm. um but is is going to be having eyes on you. So if you can get into a situation where you have a coach that is seeing you in real time, and this can be done in person or digitally with the tools that we have today, that is the absolute best situation because the real time feedback when you're like trying to do something and they can cue you live, you can then make that adjustment right away. Instead of and I've had experiences where I've done you know video back and forth with coach, it still works, but like you like there were a few instances, for example, where I've sent a raw, like first raw video, right where yeah. I'm just trying the movement for the first time. Yeah. They see it and then they respond back and they're like, try adjusting this. And I do that, but then that creates a new error, mm. if you want to call it that. And then they're like, okay, now we got to clean this up. And so it's it's not that it can't be done, but again, the the process just takes longer yeah. and it takes more back and forth, which can be, it's just challenging because it's just like for you as the client, you're just kind of like, well, man, like.
1: What am I missing? Like, well, no, and also
0: there could be like a day or two days in between you make each adjustment, yes. right? Whereas again, real time feedback,
1: tactile feedback sometimes is like,
0: tactile. I mean, yeah, that's, that's another big one. Like actually them being able to put hands on you and be like, you should feel this here. Yeah. Right. Like that's very useful for the brain. It's very valuable um, in
1: some cases for a lot of people. For
0: a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. So those are a couple components that um, I think are, are big in terms of having a relationship with a coach
1: mm-hmm. so then uh, th- those are all great this brings me to another big question here because like i said earlier you have a lot of experience with Jeff and with lucas and with other previous coaches in the fitness field even in even in your college days with sports like what is it that you look for when looking for a coach
0: i think one important element is finding a coach that walks the walk um So whatever it is that you're trying to do, I do think that your coach should be able to do that thing. And this is something that I try to apply to myself as a coach, like pretty much everything that I have people do, I've done before. And maybe it's something I'm not working on like right now at this moment. But like, again, we do 2K rows in the gym. It's like I've done plenty of those. All the lifts and everything that we do is stuff that both you and I have a lot of experience with. So, um, someone that that yeah can essentially do what you're trying to do is is one important element. You can also think of that as like somebody that embodies the practice that you're trying to dive into. So whether that be squat
1: or front split,
0: front split, yeah, like some sort of flexibility feet, or I mean, I've like started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So like the guy that I get instruction from has literally lived it his entire life. Like he actually just made a post recently that like he got his first belt promotion. I don't know how old he was in the photo, but he looked like he was like five, you know? So, and he's now like 30, I think he's like 37 or something like that. So, um, so like those kind of people, if you can get around those people, I mean, their level of knowledge and expertise is just, it's just invaluable. And like with us, like me and you, I've been involved in fitness, I guess, professionally now for probably about eight years and been kind of involved into it or involved in it to a certain degree for a couple, two to three years before that. So almost like 10, 11 years where I've been experimenting with different techniques, methodologies, systems, and applying them to myself. That's the other thing, kind of thinking of someone that embodies the practice, someone that is willing to, like, open to self-experiment, I think is pretty important. When I look at all the coaches that I've had, like, that's a commonality that they share, I think, is that they they have, like, worked on it themselves, and they've failed, too. Like that's another big thing is like, I think that what I've seen with coaches is the ones that are better are ones that have failed at various points in their lives and in their careers. You could kind of look at that in the fitness space as people have had, uh, I mean, everybody has injuries, right? And even, even fitness coaches do sometimes. Obviously it's
1: like susceptible, susceptible,
0: susceptible, susceptible. That's a tough word. (laughs) English is hard but so like obviously you don't want a coach that's like riddled with injuries no but that stuff does happen and if you're someone that like myself I try to push my limits um it can certainly happen then but I do think that it's more of a question of how that coach handles those situations what did the coach try to learn from that yeah, I think it's problematic when the coach is like, "That's just the way it is." Yeah, like my knee's gonna go out if I squat like over time because that's just the way it is. Like, no, like the way I think about it is like, I think you can actually like do a lot of things to mitigate yep. injury, and so approaching it from that perspective, those are are kind of the the main things that I look for in a coach. The other thing that I'll say is finding a coach that actually cares about the people that they work with. Yeah. And I think the the, one of the things that I look at is obviously one, how they interact with me, but if I have access to their other clients, like if, like for example, when I go to, if it's an in-person situation, which the only one that I, I guess, have experience with is like going to jujitsu, I see how the instructor and instructors, like when there's other instructors filling in, I see how they interact with the other clients, right? And so one, I have like a good experience with them from a relationship perspective, but then also I see that they treat all the other clients with respect as well and are interested in knowing who they are and and what they're trying to get out of the experience. And like with Jeff and Lucas, I see that with their clients. I worked with Brian Johnson in the past on Edo Portal stuff, and I actually visited his gym, saw how he was with his clients. That to me just shows that they really care about each individual that they work with and it also shows too that they care about their craft yeah right and they care about providing all their clients and customers with like the best the best information
1: they're not just taking the stars of the show and being like hey let me just continue working with you like yeah like stuff like that leave the others behind right exactly
0: I think it just speaks a lot to their right I think it just speaks a lot to their character and that's like yeah, I mean, I just want to work with good people, you know, uh, aside from their, their knowledge and stuff. I just want to work with good people. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think that those, if you can surround yourself with more of those people, it's just going to elevate you even more Yeah, in, not in even, whatever it is that you're doing.
1: Just not even just in that, but like, that's a good life lesson. I think that I've learned coming up is like, Hey, like <laughs> treat everyone with, with respect, whether it's just the janitor that cleans the, the yeah. school at the end of the night to exactly. like, the Principal of the day,
0: right? I bet you're a good boy in school.
1: Uh, depends. Do you ever get in trouble? Do you
0: ever have to go to the principal's office? Yes, I really, had, yeah, for elementary what? school
1: you do? lunchtime. We had a little, me and one of my buddies were had like a little orange fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clementines, I were love where the, <laughs> were the oranges I love how of choice. even
0: even when Cal is being bad, it's. It's just like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not being bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, We were hucking, we were chucking some clementines around the room for sure.
0: At least they weren't tangerines. No, thank God they were. You could tangerines. knock somebody out with a tangerine. Yeah. Yeah, those are not. Those are those are heavy.
1: Those are heavy. But though that happened, I mean, I like a few other times, I got kicked out of class a couple of times. Those <laughs> are, <laughs> <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> um but yeah it can't let's let, let's coming back to the actual conversation yeah. of today I'm just kidding. yeah uh i know it, it it's pretty simple uh sometimes to find help but it's like how do you know when you have found the right help
0: yeah so aside from the couple points that we mentioned i think there's also an element of like coaching style mm. um, how do you mean So we see this in the gym and that's one thing that is challenging for us as coaches in the environment that we coach in. We do group classes at Project 13. I think a lot of you know that by now. And that means that we have multiple personalities in uh, any given session. Yes. Right. And and something that I had to learn over the years is it's important for me as a coach to mold how I'm coaching to the person that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think some people will often have their set way of coaching people and they don't have the ability to flex in various directions. Some I've, people may yeah. respond better to hard criticism. Some people may not. Some people might like really shut down from that. Yeah. So that's where it's just very important to know it is that you're working with. And again, if you're on the client side, that's just something to be attentive to. Is this coach like working towards my strengths and weaknesses uh, in terms of communication? Or are they just like trying to tell me how it is and they're not really trying to adjust how they coach based on me?
1: Got it. And And that
0: goes, that ties into the individuality piece too.
1: That does. That really does. And like, I've definitely had experiences in that coming up when like I mean, I've seen that more in my sports teams than I have in like the gym setting, but I do know I've had, I've heard some of the stories out there Yeah, of people going into places where it's one way or the highway, my way or the highway. Yeah. Yep. So how do you know, uh, if this person is legit?
0: Yeah. So that's another thing. Like this kind of goes into the walking of the walking, the walk, Mm -hmm. um, But the other thing you could look at is like, what has their, what's their, what's their track record? What are their clients saying about them? What are their clients able to do? So when I worked with Brian Johnson, it was like one of the things I was working on. So he was an portal coach. One of the things I was working on with him was getting better or learning how to do a handstand. And so like, that's pretty simple. Can his students do handstands? Yes, No. The answer was yes so it's like okay cool like he knows how to actually like show people how to get there same thing with like, jeff and lucas like are their clients able to do you know some of these flexibility feats yes like the answer was yes so with my jujitsu instructor like what do his students look like in terms of how they're able to practice jiu-jitsu um a lot of them are really good right like because there's competitions that they enter and they seem to do well so
1: tommy's been chucked choked out
0: many times <laughs> yeah actually my throat hurts today uh, uh from from jujitsu yesterday took a shot to the adam's apple oh my god um
1: does that feel weird
0: um yeah i mean it like yeah but you get you get used to it. i also have a like a big adam's apple so i don't there know maybe go. maybe it sh- maybe i should get it shaved down nah just, you're like, just a brownie I'm man you um, can do that.
1: you can get that shaved down
0: uh yeah i think so I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's a whole separate conversation. But, but yeah. Yeah. So what, what do the people around them, what are they like? What are they able to do? I think that's a very helpful thing to look at. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you could come into project 13 and see like the people that have been coming to us consistently for a decent period of time. Like they're strong. You know, sometimes it's interesting because like, I know our people are strong but then it's pretty interesting when a new person comes in and um, I see like if we're doing front squats, I see how much the new person is front squatting relative to like someone that's been coming for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, we got some strong people. That's pretty cool to see. But yeah, it's the same kind of thing. And it applies to all, all avenues, right? Or all, all arenas, right? It's what are, the, what are the students of the teacher able to do? Or the, the students of the coach, whatever you want to call it, if they can do what you want to do, then it's like that's probably gonna you're take probably me there. Good, if I if I listen to this person,
1: you're probably in a good yeah. good setting there. Yeah. Just to, so we're coming here closer to the end. Uh, just to wrap a few things up with this, like, what do you expect on both sides of the spectrum when you're coming to a coach, or when as as a client and as a coach? What what are some of the things that you expect between like those two interactions?
0: As a mutual understanding as a
1: mutual understanding,
0: yeah, so I think first and foremost, I think there should be a level of care for on both sides, mm-hmm. right like the the client uh, or the coach should care for the client, of course and and I think vice versa, when that's how you in in anything, whether it's coaching or not, that's how you have just like a positive experience, same thing at work, right, like it would suck if I didn't give a shit about you, yeah and vice versa our re- working relationship probably wouldn't be that fun you know um but we care for each other yeah and uh you know and that makes that makes what we do fun and and really worthwhile so I think that's that's one of the first things the second expectation should be uh I think like open communication I think that as a coach one thing that kind of comes with the territory and like this is something that I think a lot of people don't understand when they first get into coaching maybe is that like there are plenty of evenings at the gym where after class I get caught up like talking to one of the members because they have questions and that's something that I think and maybe at other places this is more so the case but like when class is over like that's it yeah I'm not available you know and that's something that I personally don't agree with. I think you need to be there for your clients and be open to answering questions that they may have, even if that takes a little bit more of your time and you're not like billing quote unquote for that time. Yeah. Right. It just kind of comes with the territory, in my opinion. So yeah, so open communication. And then beyond that, I think it's a certain amount of f- amount of effort and devotion devoted to the relationship or to the thing that you're working on. Yeah. So there's me as a coach if you come to me as a client and I think this is the same again for my jiu-jitsu instructor for Lucas or any other coach that I've worked with. I think there's an expectation that the client is going to devote an adequate amount of time to the thing. Yeah. Because that's that's just kind of part of the deal in terms of reciprocation. Like if I'm going to give you my time coaching and teaching you things, I do have an expectation that you're going to try to apply yourself to your best ability. Yes. At least during the time that I'm with you and potentially even beyond that, like I, if you come to me and you're like, I want to get more flexible. Then yes, you're going to do the flexibility stuff that's in the class, but also my expectation for you would be like you're probably also going to stretch at home on your own. You're going to work on the thing. You're going to work on it, yeah. So for a, example, a, like a certain practice. oh, sorry, okay. a certain level of like devotion to what you're again, what you're trying to get better at. Otherwise, it's like kind of wasting each other's time.
1: Yeah. You know, one thing I've seen that with the gym just is just more of a real example for myself that this just unlocked is really quick here is like pull ups. Yeah. A lot of the I've seen it a lot with the females like they're yeah. been, our, our females in there have been putting some time in to try to get their unassisted pull-ups or like yep. getting a, a band less on their pull-ups right. and it's like right. really cool like hey I'm giving you a little push and I'm telling you like this is going to help you but, but you got to do it you got to do it too. yeah exactly and that's like one thing that I've seen in there too
0: yeah so and, and, those are the those are the big things and then just to kind of wrap up like yeah. some other attributes that I think coaches should have I think that your coach should be a teacher and focus on education over just providing like in the context of fitness over just providing like a workout Mm -hmm. and like, that's it. And that's what I try to think about when I coach and I know you do the same. Like I actually think of myself as an educator during those, those hour classes where it's like, I'm teaching you how to get better at these things. And then kind of along the same lines of education, uh, that coach I think should be educating themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And whether that be them seeking out another coach or I mean other avenues of education, there's a, there's a lot out there, but I think they should at least be making an attempt to try to learn more to then better serve you as the client. Again, they should care about your results they should be trying to improve themselves. Like we mentioned the education piece, but also again, in practice, are they applying some of that? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really want a coach that's just going to like read about handstands. And then I want a coach that's going to like try to do handstands as well. Yeah. coach should have an open mind. That's a big one. Yeah. Cause yeah. Like if, if they're very closed minded and they're like, if you go to a coach and you're like, Hey, like, I'm feeling this when I do this thing. I know you say this exercise is really good, but I don't know if it's the best for me. If they're just like, no, you're wrong, then it's like, okay.
1: That goes back to the individuality like, piece.
0: And it's also like, well, so you're trying to tell me that what I'm feeling is not valid, mm-hmm. right? Like if I have a pinching in my hip when I do this thing and I know that pinching is not good and you're telling me I should just keep doing it, are you even really listening or are you just do you just have too big of an ego to even give it, give it a thought? Yeah. Then like your coach should be supportive, your coach should want to be held accountable as well, Mm -hmm. and your coach should be honest. We talked about honesty on that one episode and, you know, they're no exemption. And they should also be your voice of reason.
1: When making decisions. Yes. And avoiding. The bullshit. Avoid the bullshit. Peace. All right. Thank you again for listening to the P13 Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating.
0: This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production.
1: So absolutely. You can find us on social media, on Instagram at Project13Gyms. You can find myself at fan. That is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media?
0: You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.